Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good buddies, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael, they are at each other's throats uh, in a tete-a-tete, a mano a mano, when they debate, deliberate things. And this time around, the thing is rabbits. Who the hell came up with this idea? <laughs> I did. And I I think rabbits are interesting. And as iconography, you see rabbits a lot of times in like art. Mm. And they represent different things. Yep. Um, and in literature, rabbits are fascinating characters. They can lead us into places. They can be represented in insanity <laughs> um, like some characters and they can be naughty rabbits uh, if you've um, looked wait a at, wait a looked I'm, at I've any... been preparing listen my list has like um, Herschel Goldstein on there okay. rabbits not rabbis oh uh, nuts. No, you left <laughs> one letter makes all the difference you guys Reddit. I'm in trouble I want to hear this Herschel I will, let's do rabbis next time okay okay uh, so um, I want to hear about your rabbits. I want to hear about your rabbits. And we started with Michael last week. Let's start with Richard. Richard's rabbit. All right, my first rabbit is Bugs Bunny. Yeah, of course. yeah, the uh, king of the rabbits. He's the, the fucking best. He's rabbit. the top dog of rabbits. Yeah, he's as far as rabbits go. There's no rabbitier rabbit no. than Bugs yeah. Bunny. I, he's wascally. He is wascally. Yeah. He's a wascally rabbit. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about. We talked about Bugs Bunny a bit in the secondary Looney Tunes villains episode. Boy, that was a while ago. No, Uh I think that's a first season episode. So really, if you, it's a good episode. So if you want to dig back in the archives for that, I would highly recommend it. Who who did I? Who did I choose on there? Probably Nasty Canasta, or the Shropshire Slasher. I think we had the Witch. Oh, sure, Witch Hazel. Witch Hazel, yeah. (laughs) Um, He's perfect. But I. I appreciate that Bugs Bunny is is versatile. Yeah. He can be the person or the rabbit who is just minding his own business in down in his hole, re, you know, reading a book with his robe on, eating a carrot, and then some sort of chaos comes to him. Or he can be the agent of chaos. He can be the one who is kind of interfering in someone else's yeah. best laid plans. Oh. I mean, most of the time it's the former. Yeah, especially as you get away from the very early Bugs Bunnies, the ones where he's like super skinny, and Elmer looks completely different, like the first like five or six yeah. years of Bugs Bunny. Cartoons. Yeah, from like thirty eight until mm-hmm. something or other, like than... forty or something yeah, like that. Yeah, first couple weird. of years. Yeah, there are all cartoons in like the first version of all cartoons are fucked up. Yes, like just like Mickey Mouse was like <laughs> fucked up. Bugs, Shooting Daffy, people, he had a cigar. Even, yeah. like, you look at, like, the first, like, Porky Pig and, like, the first Elmer Fudd. Oh, he's just one messed up looking dude. Even, like, The Simpsons, how they evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they, it, it's a growing period. Uh-huh. Yeah, it takes a while to figure out exactly what they're supposed to look like and what they're supposed to do. And with Warner Brothers cartoons, much like with Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny was much more uh, frenetic. Hmm. when he was first kind of introduced. And it was it was over time that he kind of became this sort of almost like, you know, Marx brother, Groucho Marx yeah. type character, which is really what I think most people associate 
him with. Mm-hmm. That's, um, you know, there's, uh, Jeff, you brought it up at the top of the show where, you know, rabbits or bunnies, they represent all these different aspects. And, uh, you know, there's like this trickster rabbit sort of personality that exists out there. And Bugs Bunny definitely falls into that. And that, you know, like you said, Richard, he's always kind of like, not always, but he's often minding his own business, then he gets involved. But his getting involved involves like fooling and making a fool of and, you know, really putting it to the person that has aggrieved him. And he mm-hmm. is like this chaos revenge creature. Right. That just, uh, but he, but he does it with like trickery and mockery and turning whatever it is the other person is doing yeah. against them. And um, I just always, it's just great. That is interesting. That way he is a lot more like Groucho than um, I think he might have early on been fashioned kind of against uh, like almost like a, um, Oh God, who was the guy who was um, uh, James uh, Cagney, you know, or somebody like that, like almost just kind of a tough talking New York type of character. I think um, eventually they started kind of taking some of his mannerisms from like Clark Gable's character in It Happened One Night. Oh, Uh, oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of like, like carrot chewing Uh and just fast talking and, you know, he was very sly and uh-huh. uh, kind of a trickster too, especially um, while they're on the road trying to get her back to—I uh, can't remember her name—but Claudette, Claudette Colbert, Claudette Colbert back to uh, King Wesley or whatever. Uh-huh. But um, I, so I think probably you know it happens a lot in like you know the cartoons from the '40s through '50s, even where like the main character of a particular cartoon takes on these aspects of more famous. Uh, you know, like the Flintstones are just based on the honeymooners, and like yeah. so many like personality types start to uh, just uh, just put this person and just put him in a bunny's body, and then that's him. And then just fool <laughs> with it, and it's 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 fine. Uh-huh. I, you know, I don't know what Bugs Bunny. You know, I think Bugs Bunny nowadays is turned into just this weird thing that I don't recognize. I mean, yeah. you watch the Looney Tunes, Space Jam, a new whatever. A new oh, legacy. did you? Sure, and you know, it's just like. Well, he's fine, but he's like I don't see Bugs Bunny as like a leader of men. <laughs> he's like a, just like this. Yeah, he's Bugs Bunny. I think yeah. like uh, unlike Daffy, I don't know if Daffy can do this, but definitely not like uh, some of the foils. Bugs can manifest a, a drag costume out of nowhere. You know, D- Bugs mm. has these magical attributes where yeah. the other characters are just kind of like standing there, stilted, like wondering how how he's doing all this stuff. So. I think, yeah, anything uh, rabbits have traditionally um, led people to chase them down a rabbit hole and been mischievous and un- uncatchable, so I think that's where he comes from. All right, Bugs, uh, you chose it and you copied it, or also chose it, Michael. And So, Michael, what's your second? I'll go with um, the second most famous bunny. I'm going to go with the Easter Bunny. Oh. There we go. Okay. Uh, Easter Bunny... Um, I don't know if it's like hyphens, like Spider-Man, yeah. Easter Bunny. Uh, the Easter Bunny uh, kind of started uh, becoming popular, or the stories of the Easter Bunny um, started kind of um, popping up uh, in the 1700s, kind of late 1700s. Really? And uh, he kind of acted more or less as like a, uh, a Santa Claus type character. Mm-hmm. He would kind of deliver presents to good boys and girls. Hmm. Uh, the night before Easter, and then really? they'd wake up and they'd get their eggs, which are, you know, uh, another aspect of, you know, rabbits are like kind of this 
uh, quasi fertility sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but they start delivering eggs and little presents and, um, you know, fruits and things to kids that were good. I don't think there's any of that stuff that applies now. Right. I don't, I, don't, I can't remember like, I don't know, Felix, stay in your bed or else the Easter bunny's not going <laughs> to uh, deliver things. It's just like, oh yeah, well, he just comes. He just drops off the, he hides the eggs. Right. For find for some reason. And, um, then you get a chocolate version of him that you consume. Especially bite the ears off yeah, first. Yeah, go through the mm-hmm. ears and, um, uh, you know, he's just like the, the Easter bunny character is just this kind of weird, it's strange, you know, it's obviously there's ties to like paganism and yeah. rituals of rebirth with spring and Christianity has co-opted everything mm-hmm. uh, from kind of uh, other religions and other cultures to make it their own. So we don't think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, hey, there's a there's a bunny delivering eggs. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I do like the really like fucked up versions of like the Easter bunny. Like when you see him and he's like all dressed up and he's got like glasses on and yeah. a bow tie, like mm. a, like the White House. Right. Fuck, that guy is weird. <laughs> oh, you mean like in an editorial cartoon from the a paper no, in the eighteen like, hundreds? Like they have like some guy dressed up in like a, a an Easter oh, Bunny costume, a walk around costume. But yeah. he's like, who? Yeah. When they were they're like going through, and they they must have been using the same Easter Bunny yeah. company for forever, and they're like, this is the class, this is the one we we use. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's like, why, why this one? Yeah, I think it's rare. I think they also don't photograph very well. I've never seen. Hmm. I, I've seen rare, rare to see an Easter Bunny costume that doesn't look frightening. And they usually yeah. have weird, big eyes. A and, lot of, you know, they're often like multicolored. Like they're they'll wear a vest that isn't like a pastel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only. I think what we need to do is we need to get Coca Cola involved. Yeah, to redesign. Bugs Bunny the way they did with Santa Claus. They kind okay. of, you know, they kind of modeled Santa into what we know as yeah. Santa today. Let's get a big ad company to be like, "Hey, this is just what the Easter Bunny looks like." It just we don't looks, have to gonna think look about like this. Yeah. This, this. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Okay. And it's a gimp. It's a gimp suit. It's an egg he's ball. Got an egg ball gag in his mouth. <laughs> That's what it is. All right, man, Freddie. All right, my second choice is the March Hare. No. From okay. Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Okay. Um. Notably the best friend of the Mad Hatter, and also batshit crazy, just like the Mad Hatter. Um, carries a mallet. I, keep in mind, I only know the Disney version of Alice in Wonderland. Have not read the books. Did not see the Tim Burton one. Mm, okay. So my, my, my frame of reference is all Disney at this point. Okay. The original Disney. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a very iconic sort of, you, you mentioned, Michael, you mentioned the fact that that rabbits sometimes can be associated with madness, right? Yeah, or Jeff, some, Jeff did. Or Jeff did. I think he was oh, yeah. referring to a, a certain well, um, tricks rabbit. Yeah. Or are you thinking of this hair? Yeah, well, I, th- I think um, I think from a behavior standpoint, we think of the uh, the March hare, and then I think in in a traditional whatever that. Uh, Rabbits breed in the spring, and so they right. their behavior is kind of chaotic because it's based on just trying to find a mate. Right, and that's not necessarily the case for the mad or the March Hare. Mm-hmm. I mean, pers- physically, I mean, not him personally, but it does play on this sort of archetype of bunnies that yeah. we oftentimes have. Uh, I love the idea that 
basically he's so crazy that nobody wants to sit at the big table with him and the Mad Hatter and mm-hmm. do the unbirthday parties and all this stuff, which is why they're so excited to see Alice and have her sort of be part of this because yeah. they don't have friends, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun one. Okay. Uh, I yeah I I haven't read a lot of uh, is that Lewis Carroll? Who, who yeah. Is, yeah yeah um, but it is interesting that the rabbits as they appear in fables and fairy tales and things like that they usually have some information for the protagonist <laughs> they usually have some kind of message or they lead them into another place or something like that so it's fun to kind of see them in literature we are at our halftime and. Uh, we got to say we we're um we're kind of really going um um mock 5 on this one mock 5 on this one but I, also you know, it's we're at, we're doing a tortoise and the hare sort of thing and we're the hare yes we're the hare we're just jumping we're out we're and then Jeff's going to take a nap while yeah, we're talking sorry, and uh, well I'm just asking you imploring you the listener to send us your uh, ideas for topics that would be really cool um and what months have we done January January. That's it. We haven't done another month. We got no. eleven more to go. We got eleven more to go. So if you say March, you're not helping us. Come on. One of the one of the two topics that we did as our test run that have never that never aired, but that we did before the show started was the Mount Rushmore of months. Oh yeah. So we can always come back to that one. Hmm. <laughs> we're we're much more wizened older gentlemen now. Yeah, we've been through the war, the podcasting yeah. wars. Yeah, we'll just look at each other. And go, we were recording so, that in Jeff's uh, living room of his old. Was apartment. that right? Wow! And now in the garage. Look the where garage. we look. Look how far we've come. <laughs> we've moved to every room of this house. I think September. Am I right? Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you could do that by uh, commenting on a p- post on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and let us know your topic. We're back, and then Michael's going to let us know his third. Uh, my third choice is the Playboy Bunny. Oh, right. I got a boner just sitting there, <laughs> even just saying it. I'm not comfortable with that. Mission oh. accomplished? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, the <laughs> Playboy Bunny started as a part of um, Hugh Hefner's kind of um, Playboy dinner club that he would have, his mm-hmm. kind of gentleman's club, and he'd have his uh, waitresses dress up in like... Uh, Cocktail waitresses dress up in like dress up as bunnies with the bunny ears and yeah. these little bunny tails and these. Was he not spoke like a like a an icon of the magazine before that? Uh, probably. Okay. Uh, you know who knows? I think I, he was like. I, th- was I think the, the I think the actual Playboy Bunny itself didn't quite debut. Oh, okay. Like as a person, like as the thing that we kind of think of as like. A girl dressed up in kind of yeah. like the uh, yeah. kind of skimpy outfit until uh, he kind of opened like the Playboy okay. dinner club. Okay. But, um, certainly, the Playboy Bunny uh, icon- iconography is just world known, yeah. just yeah. kind of for- forever, uh, kind of just associated with this, uh, you know, his. Uh, this brand of um, uh, gentleman's nudie magazine. Mm-hmm. But there's like a, you know, I think that there is an aspect of it being a little more high class, yeah. Because of whether it was like the you know the dinner club and his uh, kind of jazz things that he'd put on, or the Playboy mm-hmm. Jazz Festival they still currently put on. Um, but I think that when we're talking about you know rabbits, and there is just like an aspect of uh, 
reproduction and uh, sexuality. I- I'm not saying bunnies are sexy, but I'm not not saying that Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, isn't sexy. Uh-huh. But I think that just uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking like rabbits and like that, okay. that sort of aspect of like these animals that are reproducing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I could see how it would be like you can get it associated um, yeah. uh, with sex and pornography and all that yeah. stuff. I think some of the original in the publications, I believe there was a, uh, maybe even as a name, there was like a male bunny type of rabbit, oh. male rabbit type of figure. And you'd so you'd see this rabbit character wearing a suit. I don't know if the Esquire, if Esquire magazine was in publication. I think I think hmm. Playboy started in '55 or something like that. But the um, I think it was almost a counter to that character who was in Esquire. Uh, to do with the, with a the monocle. I forget what his name is. Like Eustace P. Something or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, for some reason I think there was some early and and as I recall, it almost looked a little bit like the. Uh, Fantastic mix, Mr. Fox, you know, kind of uh, uh, stop motion characters or That's something. Um, but this may be kind of a symbolic of this, it may be clever, um, um, but a little bit uh, racy type of uh, character. Um, uh, who knows if they are also leading the viewer in down the rabbit hole <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, I, I think this is one of the things. It's almost like the um, Ramones t-shirt mm. that has gained its own ecosystem beyond the the thing that preceded it so like i've i've seen tattoos of those of the rabbit on people who seem too young to even have ever heard of the magazine or you know just i don't think i don't think it even is completely associated with the magazine anymore it's got its own eye it's 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 outgrown it's yeah it's original purpose yeah sure i don't even think the um magazine even is really the magazine anymore right i don't think that they yeah i don't know i don't think it really exists the way it had existed for what 50 years yeah i think they tried to to reshuffle it into it to remove the 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 nudes and then that didn't work so i think they went back to yeah okay not that i would know yeah i read it for the articles yeah oh good shut up (laughs) okay the playboy bunny Richard, what's your third? My third one is the penthouse bunny. bunny. (laughs) Now, my third one is the Roger Rabbit. The Roger Rabbit dance? The dance. Okay. Also, my fourth choice is (laughs) Is it? Unbelievable. Are y'all serious? (laughs) Roger Rabbit, the dance. Not the the character, because we talked about him enough in the annoying uh, cartoon characters episode. But the dance. (laughs) One of many... 90s hip-hop dances that I attempted to do over sure, the years of and thought that I should be able to pull off and cannot pull off whatsoever. You have to be able to do the running man first and then you have to be able to kind of do the running man backwards. Yes. And then also um, be a lot more floppy. Yeah, that's what, hence the name, the yeah. Roger Rabbit, because the name comes from when you do the dance, it's very like loose-limbed, kind of the same way Roger Rabbit yeah, moves. to you and me. Yeah, pretty good. Wow. Okay. Um, and there was this whole like craze of like different hip hop dances in the '90s. There's the the kid and play kick. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Roger Rabbit. Uh, what else was there? There was you the know, Humpty, Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. Humpty Dance tried to get in on it, but it was just oh. you know, it, yeah. I don't think it quite took off in the same way. 
No. I mean, you didn't have Hammer doing it. I, mean, I remember Vanilla Ice doing the Roger Rabbit. It was, if you were a certain type of hip-hop artist, meaning the one who was more interested in dancing than actually doing hip-hop music, <laughs> you had... I'm looking at you, Karis, one. <laughs> you had the Roger Rabbit in your repertoire. Okay. Wow. I think it was also um, perfectly named. Uh, you know, can you imagine yeah. someone who had done this and they're like, some, and someone else was watching me like, you look like a fucking bunny. <laughs> was that one? That one from that movie? That one is really annoying? Roger Rabbit? Yeah. That's what you're dancing like. I, you're dancing like Roger Rabbit right now. I love that the guy was trying to hype it up as, man, I'm doing the Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> no. No. Hey, it's Touche Turtle. Oh, here no. comes El Cabong. <laughs> yeah, it's El Cabong. <laughs> Nah, man. We're not going to fall over that. Well, then, Richard, I guess you got to tell us what your last one is. That is his last one. No, I got one more. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah, that was my third. My my fourth one. Legendary country singer, Eddie Rabbit. Oh, okay. Who I loved growing up. Listening to Eddie Rabbit really puts me in the mood of my sister, Linda, who was a country music fan, even though the rest of our family was to varying degrees. But she was like into that Crystal Gale. Oh, yeah. That kind of like urban cowboy yeah. type country music. Okay. And Eddie, Eddie Rabbit was squarely in that. Yeah. He's from New Jersey or something. He was, yeah, born in Brooklyn. Okay. Grew up in New Jersey. You know, the the, the real hotbed of country music. Yeah. <laughs> um, he got into country music because when he was a Boy Scout, one of the troop leaders would play country songs and he thought that was, that was cool. So he started to learn country songs based off of that. Huh. And just pleasant songs. Kind of these songs that have this kind of rockabilly kind of yeah. chug to it, but without any of the rawness mm-hmm. of rockabilly. Mm-hmm. You know, Love a Rainy Night, yeah. which went to number one. One of the back in the day when there was such a thing as crossover hits. Yeah. When you could be a country artist, but then make a song that would appeal to the broad pop yeah. world, and then you could become a number one artist. That that doesn't really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of stays within their own yeah. worlds. Um, driving my life away, every which way oh, but yeah. loose, tons of hits. Yeah, and just like I said, just a musician who you don't think about a lot, but when you start listening to some of the songs, like oh yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, that's great. He's he's like a mortal. He's like a like a like a like Christopher Cross on steroids. Okay, kind yeah. of you know. Those are also kind of like stadium hits too. Like those would be great. Uh, in between inning uh, songs to hear too, yeah. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah I I uh, I remember hearing "Love a Rainy Night" on like the Kansas City Rock Station. Sure. sure, yeah. I mean, it was number one number one Billboard hit. Uh, I think something has happened in which they've definitely segregated. I think maybe since Garth Brooks might have segregated those charts even more due to the need to have uh, a different number ones. Because like it's it's a marketing thing, the, sure. the number one thing. Sure, so, that's all yeah. the, the the charts are anyway. Yeah. So if somebody's um, got the number one on all these different spots, it kind of they've taken up a spot that another guy could be hyping up. So Eddie Rabbit, very influential in his own way, even though he didn't make the very, even though he, you wouldn't say his music was like edgy or yeah. transformative or anything like that, but the type of music he made helped country music crossover in the 80s uh-huh. and that's that's important i think of like uh uh an oak ridge you know like elvira or something like that that might have yeah or your kenny rogers yeah. type stuff yeah 
Okay, dudes. Rabbits. We love them. I eat them. Do you? Well, Richard's, attraction sort of situation Richard's eating rabbit here. soup in January. Rabbit soup? It's all going to be rabbit soup. Let's go with Bugs and um, Roger Rabbit Dance because those are each two first. And then let's go for Eddie Rabbit because Richard's eyes just kind of sparkled. They really did. They really yeah. sparkled when he's talking about it. Wistful. Wistful, yeah. Um, and I just because um, I find Hugh Hefner very fascinating and that organization very fascinating. Did you say gross? Gross, yeah. Okay. Um, let's go with Playboy Bunny. This has Bun, the Mount Rushmore of... I hope you're rabbit. happy with your choices, Jeff. <laughs> I'm rabbit. No, seriously, guys, I stepped on a rusty nail and now I've got um, rabies. Can you wait? That's, that's not how that works. That's not how it works. But you do have lockjaw. <laughs> you do have lockjaw. So, so congratulations oh, on persevering through that to record two episodes. Today. How does he do that? I'm always Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Boing, boing, boing. 